Hey, 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 everybody. This is Scooney. And this is Megan. And welcome to another episode of the ASAP Podcast 2020, New Year, Same Us. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You ready to do this? You're ready. Let's roll. Megan. Stuart. I'm breaking up with you. <sighs> My heart. <laughs> I'm sorry, it has to it has to be like this, but our non-existent romantic relationship <laughs> must come to an end. Um I will pretend cry over our non-existent romantic relationship that's coming to an end. And I will pretend to regret it. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, you will regret it. You know you will. <laughs> oh shit. Anyways. Breakups are, uh, that's a thing, and they kind of suck. They can. Historically, for me, they have. Yeah. Well, sometimes they can be good. I guess it depends. Well, I suppose that is a reality for some people. <laughs> I mean, for me, though, um, like I said, historically speaking, um, they did not go down very well. I think it's one of those, like, the act of the breakup really sucks regardless whether afterwards you're better or worse off for it. You ever want to break up with somebody and still feel like shit because you did? Yeah. What's up with that? It's, you're like, I don't want to be in this relationship, and now I'm not, and that makes me sad and angry. Like, what the fuck is that I, about? I don't know, but it's definitely something I've suffered from. It's like, I clearly am better off, and I feel happier um, but I still hold guilt that, I don't know, maybe it's that you feel like you were wasting somebody's time. Maybe it's that you still care and there's some, like, you want to hold on for some reason. Like, I don't know, comfortability is a thing. Yeah, yeah, I suppose, that's, I suppose so that's a thing. I don't know. It, it's it's never fun. You know, it, it sucks, man. Like, typically, you know, you have the butterflies in the beginning, as they call it, and mm -hmm. the honeymoon phase, if you will, or everything. So, and I just... Man, you just wish you could hold on to that. And I know, right? <laughs> it's lightning in a then, bottle, then isn't it? It requires effort, and you're like, ah, oh, I do enough stuff in life. <laughs> now I got to work at this. Yeah. Oh it's almost God. like communicating with another human being that's totally different from you is difficult. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And sustaining and, that. And you don't want to find somebody that's like so similar to you that it's just not interesting or yeah. exciting. It's like know? a balance of like, are you similar, but also different enough that you're not going to get boring? Right. There's got to be that element of, I guess, mystery and surprise and stuff like that. Balance and stuff. I like to keep them guessing. Keep them guessing. Yeah, That's buddy. why you break up with people you ain't even relationships with. I do. I do. <laughs> I just want you to know that, you know. It's real. It's real. Even when it's not. <laughs> I fucking know. <laughs> Last night was New Year's Eve. We are recording this New Year's Day uh, yeah. 2020. And uh, not going to lie, we're feeling it. A little bit. We're feeling a little bit. But we will persevere. Well, I think the reason we're feeling the breakup conversation is because we both kind of, it's not that we were, well, I guess you kind of were in a relationship. I was in official relationship. I was, yeah. I went on a few dates with a person and it did not end well. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, you know what I mean? I don't want to, you know, like drag it out. And I mean, me and, and the individual are still, you know, we're remaining friends and everything like that. There's still, um, that mutual yeah. like between each other. Um, sometimes just, it's just not the right time. Yeah. That's just it. Um, I just was starting to, I guess, question how ready, you know, I've been single for like almost two years, I guess, two years, a little over two years, mm -hmm. um, a fortnight, I don't know, um, a while. And, um, you know, I felt like, 
you know, I was ready. And I, I, I probably, you know, kind of got ahead of myself a little bit, you know, shocker there. Right. Um, but I, I talked to, to her about it and she was completely um, understanding. And uh, yeah, things are still, you know, things are still good. That's, that's so a mark of I an was, adult relationship. Yeah. Though. Well, I was really shocked. Like I was. And I'm pretty like, sure I reassured you that I think you'll be okay. As I long was as really you're honest. Cause I don't want to, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to like you don't crush anybody's soul hurt or, anyone, or yeah. come off like I was, you know, intentionally trying to mislead or something like that. Cause right. you know, that's definitely not the case. You're genuine. I don't think um, I could ever really, you're not that tight. I just am not ready. I'm not ready yet. There's, I've done a lot in the last year, um, for myself and, and improving my, my life, but there's still more to be done. I think before yeah. I take that emotional leap. My, so mine did not yours, go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a first. Yours was. It was um, genuinely a first for me. That was kind of so funny. I uh, <laughs> I laugh at Megan's pain. <laughs> I laugh at my own pain. It's how I get through it. Um, but so we'd gone out on a couple of dates. Um, he seemed like a nice person. You know what I mean? We connected. We had really good conversations. And uh, over the weekend, we'd gone out gone back to his place later and we were kind of like hanging out um yeah <laughs> not, not that too bad you know still a good girl and um hanging out and i had at one point gotten up and walked in the other room and gotten a drink of water and checked my phone and walked back in the other room the only time that i was away from this person mind you and then you know later i leave the next day, he messages me and says, um, hey, whenever you walked out in the room the other day, why did you get in my desk? To which I was like, WTF, mate, I didn't get in your desk. <laughs> and he essentially said, well, after you left, I looked in my desk. Mind you, disclaimer, this person is a weed smoker. Um, he, he says, I got in my desk and I noticed that my nug of weed was broken up. And some of it was missing. And I know for a fact I didn't do it. And I said, well, I, I don't know what to tell you other than the truth, which is I literally went out in there and I got a drink of water and I checked my phone. And that maybe you heard my stuff, you know, picking up and putting it down on the table, but I didn't get in your stuff. I didn't do anything. And I really was out there less than a minute. So even if I had, I wouldn't have had time. You know what I mean? Uh and he basically comes back again and says, you know, well, I know for a fact you got it at my desk and I know for a fact that you I'd took like, it. Motherfucker, and unless you got me on camera, you don't know shit. <laughs> exactly. And so he's like, and logically, you're the only person that's been in my apartment. So I had to have been you and I know what it is. And I'm just being straight up with you. I'd be like, and logically, you need to get your head scanned. I'd be I, like, what need do I have of your weed, sir? I know, right? I believe, I believe my first sentence back was something along the lines of like, I don't want to imply that you're a liar, but you didn't hear me in your desk. Because yeah. it's like, you did it, man. I don't know. I've never been accused of stealing. I, uh, it's, I, was, I was kind of so shocked that that was what he said i it was completely at left field um so I mean, if you're I, gonna I, steal anything steal the fucking yeah. tv off the wall and Shit. also like if i wanted to steal weed why would i steal like a tiny bit of your weed why wouldn't i take all of your weed yeah and then just book like hey something came up gotta go later you know <laughs> you have no need for none whatsoever for none of that nonsense none dude. whatsoever so it was uh so i basically you know essentially i tried to 
to defend myself without defending myself because I was like, I don't really have anything to prove, but I also have no reason to lie to you. Um, so I guess if you've already convinced yourself that I've done this, uh, good luck and best wishes in your future. And he blocked me. So <laughs> you should you should tell me um, what his name is on Facebook so I can oh, look him up. I'm not gonna. He actually blocked me. Blocked me. So. I do know his name. I'm not going to tell do. it to you, though. You should. <laughs> you should let me have some fun. Look, man, I spend long amounts of time out on the road, and I need all the entertainment I can get. Oh, Lord. So Maybe should, offline. I'm not going to tell it on here. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah. I, I've been in – how many long-term relationships? What do you consider a long-term relationship? I consider a long-term relationship a relationship where I'm planning on staying it long term. Like it's one of what in the well, sense what is of that? in the sense of like I'm looking at can we build a future together? Do we want the same things? Are we headed in the same direction? Like is this person on the same page with me? And do they want and do I think that they want to continue and I want to continue on the same page with them? That's what I view as like a long-term relationship. Okay, so are we talk in how many how many weeks? <laughs> I don't really operate in weeks. <laughs> I mean, maybe a couple of years. That would be a long term relationship. Like for once me. you hit a couple of years, you're long term. So if I've two hit, years, if I've can... hit a year or two, it's that's reaching a point where I'm like, maybe this is a person that I'm going to want to actually keep around forever. Like, because that I, hasn't worked out yet. Uh, I mean, not. In my favor. <laughs> so maybe you should stop thinking. I mean, I'm no better. It's more of What's like the longest I, relationship you've been in? Seven and a half years. Boom. That's a long time. <laughs> it is a long time. Shit. <laughs> it was a long time. It was five and a half years, 18 months apart, and then 18 months back together. Yeah, I'm five. Five and a half years was my longest one. Um, my With second. Like a, two months, a couple months, something like that. I can't remember. Second longest was about two years. Um. And then everything short of that has just been kind of like a casual kind of feeling it out type of situation. Or it's like I've been dating, but it's not it's not reached a point where I'm like, this is a legitimate relationship and I'm going public and telling everyone about it kind of thing. Right. Oh, you keep it under wraps for a while? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I mean, last guy I dated for a couple of years, like it was over a year before I even posted we were on a relationship on my Facebook. I'm like... I, I You're am, an immediate. I am balls to the you wall. You really man. are. I, it's how I operate. It's not just with me in relationships. I kind of Life. just do that with everything. <laughs> hey, Megan, want to start a podcast? Oh, yeah, that's sure. That'd be a good idea. All right, I'm getting it today. What? Yeah, yeah I totally. I started ordering equipment and, and we're getting purchases. mics, man. We're going to the store. Why wait? I mean, we're going to die one day, dude. And we're going to be like, oh, we shouldn't have but, procrastinated. But see, this is the beauty between our personalities is like, I am very much the slow tortoise on some things and you are the hare. Like, yeah, that's true. You're like, let's go. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> maybe think about it before you're off the cliff. I'm like, no, nah, let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> uh, what, what would you, uh, you don't have to go into detail about it, but what would you say uh, was your most like your most the the breakup that was the most struggle like the biggest struggle or the, <sighs> the most destructive well, or something the seven and a half years it was not a good relationship so that was um oddly enough it's actually kind of funny oddly enough the two times we actually split up were when i said i'm done because one of his moves was 
every argument I'm leaving. You know what I mean? So it was like, it eventually got to the point where I didn't take it seriously. It was just a blind threat that he was going to leave. Um, but the two times that we split up actually wasn't that explosive. It was almost serenely calm because I don't think he really believed me or in some way was trying to manipulate. You know what I mean? Like, right. um, so the first time that we split up, I basically <laughs> it was, he hadn't had a job and I'd made sure that he'd got an application and he got hired because I knew I was going to end it, but I didn't want to end it without him having a job. Like I still cared about him enough that I didn't want to leave him without a job and a place to live and all that. Um, so I made sure he had an apart or an application for a job. He had got hired and I basically told him like we'd gotten in an argument cause he, he knew that on some level I was keeping secrets. Like, cause I'm a very transparent person and I hadn't been as transparent that late that time. And he Too was, nice. he was asking questions that I was like, well, I guess I have to be honest about it. So I was like, well, I'm planning on moving out at the end of, you know, whatever month. And that's, I'm, I'm going to be done. So my five and a half year relationship ended not really spectacularly but you know it wasn't uh it wasn't benign yeah. <laughs> you know um there had been obviously as is the case i assume in any relationship that leads up to seldom if ever does a breakup just come out of the blue and a happy relationship oh, i mean if that ever happens the one person just did, was blind to the unhappiness of the other or the know? other person was just blatantly lying yeah, about everything like that. but anyways so um there, there had been trouble brewing between us and, um, she had in, in, in the past, like prior to, to this, um, gotten drunk one night and made some really poor choices and it kind of never left my head. It made me kind of paranoid for yeah. her. I was just like, wow, you're not very good on alcohol, you know what yeah. I mean? So from then on out, I was like real iffy about her wanting to go out and, and have drinks with friends or something. I was just worried what, what would happen, yeah. you know? And, uh, I, I would, you know, let her do it, but it, there would always be kind of a, a fuss between yeah. her and I about it. So, you know, one night I go out to, um, a house party that some friends of mine, uh, were at, I didn't know the person whose house it was, but I knew people there. So, you know, I went and, uh, I got drunk, which, at the time was very rare for me. I, I drink more now because I don't smoke weed anymore and I don't really have any other way to uh, catch a buzz. And, yeah. you know, I'm not a fucking saint, so I like to catch a buzz sometimes. So whatever. But anyways, back in that time, it was extremely rare. And uh, I got so drunk that I remember I was standing out. One of my friends at the time um, had a, a Corvette, like a mid-90s model year Corvette. And we're standing out by his car and I looked in the back seat and, I, and I'm kind of a, I'm not a car guru by any measure, but I am, you know, I, you could probably consider me a car guy. Like I like cars. I went to school for automotive and all that stuff. Always looking up your Corvettes. I love Corvettes. And, um, I look in his fucking vet and I'm like, I'm like, dude, someone stole your back seats. And I was like, <laughs> I was like dead serious and, and totally fucking just appalled that somebody would do that to him. How dare. And he fucking looked at me and I remember he was, uh, I can't remember where he was from, but he had like a real, he had a, a discernible Southern accent, but it was still a like draw. subtle, you know? Yeah. And he was like, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> Corvettes 
you know, hopefully nobody really needs to be told this. They don't have back seats. It's a two seater car. And I knew that. But I was seriously freaked out that this man was missing his back seats. Even though there was no place for them in the car, I was like, they're gone. That's funny. And um, so that gives you hopefully an indication of how fucking intoxicated I was. Well, later on that night, probably not later enough for me to sober up. I, you know, drove my ass home. Um, it was about a 10 minute drive or something from where I was to the apartment we lived in. And I get home and almost immediately I'm in the bathroom just puking. Mm. Well, needless to say, she was not thrilled. And the next day, uh, while I was working, you know, I took my lunch break. She came up to work to meet me. We went out, uh, to grab some food and we're discussing Bickering. The, the incident. Yeah. And, um, you know, we leave the the restaurant after eating and get back to my my job, and we're sitting in the car still back and forth about it. And I I still remember like among the last things that were said were her, how come it's okay for you to go out and drink and yada yada yada, and yet every time I do it, it's a problem. And I said something along the lines of, well, considering you know when you do it, X stupid fucking thing happens, and you know. That wasn't the case when I did. I mean, you could say me driving home, not sober was stupid, but it wasn't yeah. the same as what happened when she drank. So, you know, I kind of like threw that back in her face again. It wasn't a personal between and your she, relationship kind of a yeah, thing. And she, uh, she took, we were engaged at the time. She just took her ring off and fucking threw it at me. It was like, I'm done. And I was, dude, I, I fucking, I had a, um, a 99 Pontiac Trans Am at the time, um, had a Corvette motor in it, um, and I remember I I was supposed to go back into work and I fucking hauled ass out of that place and like fishtailed out. I mean, it was completely idiotic. I was so just all these emotions. I yeah. was, you know what I mean? Pissed off at myself, pissed off at her. Like uh, it was it was a bad time. And it was it was a struggle. Honestly, I it was the longest relationship I had been in. And to this day, I have been in uh, and I didn't. And I, we'd lived together for years at that yeah. point. I didn't really, I'd forgotten what it was like, or maybe I never even knew what it was like at the time to kind of go in it on my own. Right, right. And so suddenly here I was, um, obviously by much fault of my own, probably thrust into this situation. It takes two. And I was like, well, sure it does. But uh, I was just like, fuck, man, what am I going to do? I don't know. I got through it. I survived, you know, and now it's just a memory with no, no pain attached. Yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah, there was, it was not good. Yeah. In our situation, it <laughs> was definitely. I don't think she likes me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In our situation, it was definitely, um, there had been some back and forth for a long time. Um, and there was like on his side, some infidelities and things of that sort. So it was one of those we had had. Cause I tend to be the type, this is, this is a reflection of who, like the way that my mind thinks is we'd had these arguments and discussions and he'd made confessions about things. And I had kind of decided, I think I'm done, but I didn't want to just decide in that moment I'm done. Like I wanted to weigh out any other options that I had. And it was like over the next couple of weeks is when I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get another place on my own. We're not going to renew an, another lease. Cause it was coming at the end of a lease. Like I'd already, and I started making all the contingencies. Um, so then, yeah. So basically I can, I confess to him that, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm just going to move out. You can have the place. I'll pay through the end of the lease. 
you know, and let's just cut ties. And it was relatively uneventful. Like for the next month, it was very passive aggressive on his side where he would bring friends, quote unquote, over that were definitely hot females and he wanted to have sex with. And I just kind of like, <laughs> like, I'm just going to stay upstairs and I'm not going to discuss anything with you. Yeah, that's got to be. Oh, it stings. It's hard, man. Like, but I don't know. It's, it's a pride thing. I'm just like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to engage yeah, I think in this. If I was in that situation, that's what would. I would struggle with the most. Yeah. Would be my pride. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so then that Fuck, that sucks to admit. Oh, it's true. So then, you know, we're apart for 18 months and it goes through the whole, uh, you know, he dated a couple of other people. And then of course he starts coming back around wanting to be friends and all this and that. And, you know, young and dumb. And that's what happens. I think sometimes I think people get sucked back into relationships because that like you want to believe and you want to remember you know, we had this feeling once, like we can get it back again. You know it's what I mean? It's never the same. It's never it's the same. Never. With my last long-term relationship, who you know the person. Yeah. Um, the person I was with since I've met you. Yeah. The only long-term relationship I've been in since I met you. Um, yeah. We kind of tried that, like things kind of went south and then we tried to, or at least I tried to. Took a break you know, in between. To, and to rebuild it, just wanted what was what once was back and it, yeah. t- it was hard for me to accept that it just was not going to be. Yeah. So we, we pretty much had those 18 months apart and then I'd had a little bit of a falling out with my friend that I had moved in with, um, in that 18 months period. So we'd kind of had a little bit of a falling out. And so he and I started hanging out again. And then, you know, whenever you are, that's the other thing about being in a relationship is you have a natural chemistry with that person on some level. Like it does feel comfortable and it does feel safe. And it is hard to go out and restart over with another person. Like, especially after you've invested five or so many years of your life into this person, Right. you're like, well, you have so much history, you know, me on such a deep level. Like, to to maybe hold on to that there is value in it but sure so you have to kind of remember whenever you break up you break up for a reason and you shouldn't really go back that's what i didn't want to happen um with you know the last um, relationship that i was in as brief as it as it was there uh i didn't want that time to be invested either on my part or her part i didn't want to you know when i i knew i was having these questions and these, these uncertainties you know to to drag it out um, because I was afraid of what might be if I didn't or something like it's that. It's respect and, for the other person, and, though. And she did respect me for it, I, yeah. I think. So, you know, like I was totally, I even told her when, when we talked, I was like, I'm shocked right now. And she said, wow. I was like, because this is not how it typically yeah. goes for me. Because you're actually dating an adult this time is what yeah. I think happened. Yeah, she's awesome. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. She is really awesome. She is. I like her. Um. So, yeah. So the, the next 18 months that we were together was kind of like a just, fast forward compressed version of the first five and a half years we were together. Right. So it starts out the first six months are awesome. It's the honeymoon phase again. And then the next six months, it was very much like, why are things starting to fall apart? And we arguing again. And then it was like the six months after that, it just got really bad. And we had had, um, we'd had a really big fight that, uh, there's a lot of things that went into it, but essentially he did some crazy shit that sent me into like a panic attack and it was like at that point i just had the mindset of like this dude's fucking psycho and i kind of don't feel safe around him anymore um so at that point i was looking for a way out and it was just kind of i had already made the decision that you know the next argument we have that i think i can end it i'm just gonna end it and so we had 
another argument over finances because I think that's something that a lot of people yeah, argue that's, about that's is a money. Stressor. Yep. Um, and you know those things reoccur. So he we had an argument about finances, and he made. <laughs> This goes to show you the kind of level of abuse um, that was in play is he made a comment about like, I wasn't able to handle bills um, and uh, I needed to turn my next paycheck over to him. And I basically said, no, <laughs> like I don't know what else to say other than fucking no. I mean, you know, if you and, ever feel like you're having money troubles, you could always turn your paychecks over to me. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Same. Um, to which, and to which his follow-up was essentially like, if you don't do it, then I'm done. And I said, then I think it's time for you to go back and move in with your mom. And, and that really was the end of it. Like he was like, all right. And he just walked away and left. Like, so it was, it was kind of an argument, but it was like, as soon as I said, I'm done, he walks away. Like, and that was the way it was the first time too. So, but, and it's weird that we are still friendly. Like to this day, we're still friendly. It's just, it's, you know, we're friends. Like it's, it's one of those, like, there's just so much obvious, obvious that we are not compatible in any sort of a romantic setting. Right. Um, I can be your friend, (laughs) you know what I mean? And I, and I try to, I think that's the other reason why my breakups haven't ever been super bad when they've happened is because I do approach it with that level of respect of like, I care about you. I don't want to hurt you, but I don't want to waste your time either. And I don't want to waste mine. And I feel like this isn't going anywhere. Um, and after you have so many of those conversations, there's really no other path forward. It's just kind of like we should just call it here. And now I've met, um, I've met <sighs> this individual, you know, yeah. that you dated, and um, you know, from what I hear from you, uh, that you know, a lot has changed in their yeah. life, um, and yeah. it's changed them as a of person. Of course, yeah. And that's um, that's the other thing. We didn't have any kids or anything. We were never married. Uh, we split up, and he ends up getting two little girls with somebody else. So over, you know, we've been apart for seven years at this point, I think. So he definitely has grown up a lot. And I think having little girls has definitely changed his perspective on how you treat women. He definitely, I mean, just, uh, just as a, uh, you know, a friend, like just knowing him on that level, like yeah. he strikes me as a, as a he cool, is. cool Absolutely. person. Yeah. And that's one of those things that I've, he I've and done, I have talked about is yeah. like, we, I, there's nothing about, it. I do like him as a friend, but we should have always just been friends. Right. Uh, you know, people, <laughs> people fuck up. I've definitely, um, done some things and said some things to people that I professed to care about in the mm-hmm. past that if I'm being totally honest, weren't, weren't right. You yeah. know, um, and, and I do on a lot of levels regret it, but I can't go back and change it. I have thought, um, there have been times where I've thought like, man, I, should I just like reach out and just be like, Hey, you know, for what it's worth for everything that happened in my part, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, but, I don't know. Uh, how would you feel if somebody that did you wrong did that to you? I would probably feel good, but I'm not like a lot of people. I agree. And some of them are now married with their own kids and I'm just like, maybe I should just, you know, let a, what's the, what's the saying? Let a sleeping dog lie yeah. or something like that. Just, you know, don't poke I mean, the bear or I whatever. Don't know. I think on some level also it's your life. And if it would give you a sense of peace and a sense of closure and a sense of like, I'm trying to do the right thing. I didn't do the right thing then, but I'm trying to do the right thing now that, um, yeah, you know, if it makes you feel better, it makes it easier for you to sleep at night. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I sleep well enough at night. It yeah. doesn't like make me toss and turn. Uh, any Not more haunting than my you. Constant intake of Mountain Dew does. So, do you um, 
Do you tend to think about like exes often or anything like no, that? I wouldn't say often. Um, but, Is it things that like trigger it? Um, I guess sometimes, you know, when I'm alone among the many thoughts that go through my head, sometimes it'll be, you know, stuff, my past relationships, the people um, that I was with and the things that occurred. But I think it's just more reflecting than it is longing. You know, I don't long for any of my exes. Don't wish you had them Um, back. No. That's good. No, because I know what that, like, maybe I felt like that here or there, you know, about some of them, you know, since it ended between us. But the thing is now more than ever, um, with my clearer head and, and my life the way it is, I know that if I feel that way, what I want is something that's never going to be. Yeah. So it's kind of frivolous to to put too much uh, thought and energy into it. You know, that makes sense. There's so many fucking people out there. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's part of part of my mentality also is like maybe that's also why i try to remain friends with exes on some level it's because there is value i view value in everybody and if you you know know somebody on that deep of a level uh on some level they are value i think that they hold value to you um so i don't i guess i have the mentality that just because i don't want to build something with you in the future doesn't mean that i don't see a point in keeping you around because you're a decent person that adds something to my life um, but I also have a, an ability, I guess, to kind of like cut my emotions that way. Like I don't have that longing to go back and, and that kind of a thing. Yeah, that's so. how I've typically operated. I mean, honestly, I do have, um, two people that I dated one, we were teenagers and the other one, uh, we've been friends since we were little kids and we dated for, you know, five or six months right. or something like that, like less than a year. Um, and they're still you know, on my Facebook and, and we're friends and stuff like that. Um, and then there's, you know, the last person that I, I briefly uh, dated um, and we managed to kind of step back from that and still want to maintain uh, a relationship on some level um, as friends or whatever else, because yeah. I think she's awesome and she says she thinks I'm awesome. So, you know, why, why throw all that away? But there was a long period of my life where I just couldn't, I would refuse to even let, like if it was over, I've got a dead to you. I've got to block everything about you out of my life, you know? And I think that probably was more of a reflection of, of, I guess the fact that maybe I couldn't handle it without doing it that way. You You know, all the pictures deleted, phone numbers deleted, blocked, don't talk to me. I won't talk to you. I don't want to hear anything about you. I won't talk about you. Like yeah. just everything. Well, and I think like a switch I would flip. Well, and you know, I, you know, you deal with a little anxiety and stuff like that. So, um, if you get obsessive or, you know, it kind of triggers you back into that, that kind right. of a mindset, I can understand how you don't even want the option there. And it, and you know, you, you find that you heal faster and that kind of stuff. I know the um, the last relationship that I was in, the last you know relationship that lasted a year or more. Uh, God, when that ended, I thought that I would never come out of that. But you feel like that with many things in life, I guess, or at least at times you do. When, when you're down, you feel yeah. like you're never going to be up, and when you're up, you feel like you can never fall down. But um, 
Breakups yeah, do was, tend to feel pretty earth shattering. I was, I was so shattered. I've never in my life had physical experiences, the likes of which occurred to me during that, um, breakup. Yeah. You know, I remember you did take it pretty rough. I took it way too rough. I should have never let myself become that, uh, I guess attached or emotionally um, dependent and invested. You know, I mean, I remember her and I were talking uh, at her apartment once and she was basically telling me that she wasn't sure. And and this was the point where things were already kind of right. And I was, I was trying to build things back up. And like, I felt like she was wanting to give it another go. And right. that was the impression I got. And then she, you know, was like, ah, I don't think it's, it's working out for me. And I was sitting on a desk and this has never happened to me before in my life. Um, I was sitting on her desk and she basically just says those words. Like, I don't think I'm going to be able to, to do this. Like this isn't working for me. Next thing I know I'm waking up on her floor feet away from the desk and my fucking pants are wet. You know, I had literally fainted and according to her, like kind of shook, not really, I wouldn't call it convulsing. There was, there was a concern that maybe I had, had a seizure, although I have no history of seizures whatsoever. And I wasn't like foaming at the mouth or like nearly choking on my tongue or anything like that. Like, um, after I had talked to a doctor, um, later on, it was kind of determined that what I probably had was an extreme extreme panic attack yeah but i basically i mean i fucking passed out and fucking pissed myself and so i wake up and i mean my whole fucking body is tingly you know yeah. like like when your foot or, or arm or something or your leg whatever the goes needles. to sleep the needles yeah from i mean literally every inch from the very tips of my fingers forehead all the way down to the tips of my toes mm. everything was tingly and i i chilled at the apartment for a minute even though i did not want to i just want i could not get out of there but yeah. I, I could barely stand or walk. I was so just physically fucked at the moment. And when I finally gathered myself enough to leave, which still probably wasn't the right thing to do because on my drive back to my place on the other side of town, you know, I ended up having to pull, I was, you know, crying. I was, you know, borderline hyperventilating. Yeah. I pulled off the side of the freeway two separate times and got out of the car and just fucking vomited, you know? And, um, went back, uh, got back to my apartment and just kind of fell into my bed. And eventually, I don't know, fucking cried or fucking stressed myself to, to sleep, you know? And, uh, there was one other, uh, time when that happened. And, and this is after, you know, her and I had ended not long, like it was still relatively recent. And I was out with some friends at a local pizza place down at Hound Dogs. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I, I remember ordering, uh, my drink and we ordered the food. And the next thing I know, like, I remember thinking the, the time that I had been to that place prior to that time was with her. Mm. And I had that thought go through my head. Next thing I know, uh, my, my friend at the time, we don't speak anymore, but my friend at the time who was sitting next to me was calling my, I heard him like call my name, you know? And I'm, I'm like, kind of open my eyes and I, I'm like back in the corner of the booth and I'm like, what, what the hell's going on? You know, that whole, if anybody's ever passed out, yeah. you know what, you know what it's like, you kind of come to and you, you're not really sure what's happening, where you are or anything like that. 
And lo and behold, fucking pissed myself mm. again. Like like a fucking toddler over here, mm. man. I mean, that's embarrassing as fuck, you yeah. know, first and foremost. But I, I couldn't control it. Like I, I, mean, I was happens. not yeah. aware of any of it. So it is what it is. But um, people were, you know, kind of looking over at our table and I guess the staff had called an ambulance and I was like, no, dude, fuck that. I was like, you need to cancel that ambulance. Wow. And I looked at my dude. I was like, you're driving my car. I'm like, get me the hell out of here, man. Like, just get me out of here. I just need to go home. And yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what we did. But um, those are the only that's been years now since that happened. And yeah. um, I do had, remember when the, I wasn't there, but I do remember when this. Happened. Yeah, that period. Um, nothing like that has happened to me since or before and i'm thankful because it was absolutely terrifying it was embarrassing and um yeah it was kind of i i just felt like a lot of shame like i said that i'd let myself that i i let another person affect me i mean that that's serious you yeah. know what i mean like yeah. it's one thing to be like heartbroken and upset and another it's another thing to like uncontrollably faint in a right, public place right. and piss your pants at you know you're in your thirties. like <laughs> So yeah, it was rough. I don't, I, and that scares me. I never want to let myself get that, yeah. you know, attached to someone or and something again. And that's the scary balance. Like you deal with after a breakup is like, you have those feelings of, I let myself feel this deeply about this person and now it hurts so bad. You know yeah, what I mean? And, and then I, it's I've like the so next many times time, before, but God, that was, as me and uh, Brownie like to say, that was a whole new fucking level. Yeah, man. it was a whole new level. Um, but yeah, and then it's it sets up the next time you find somebody that you're interested. In, it's gonna flash you back to that to be like you're gonna hold yourself back a little bit. You're gonna be afraid to be more vulnerable. You're gonna be afraid to allow yourself to connect on that deep of a level. Because the truth is, is on on some level, if you're with somebody forever, I think you have to be vulnerable on a level that it can allow you to be hurt that badly yeah. in order for it to be true and for it to be, you know, I think that but, that's probably hmm. at least in some way. I mean, I, I can't sit here and say that, you know, I mean, the past is the past, right? But to, to say that your past doesn't affect your current, your present or your future. Yeah. yeah. Is I think kind of, um, stupid. Yeah. I, I was going to say, <laughs> uh, not not very um intelligent forth, forth, <laughs> forthright or forthcoming with yourself or with others so so to say that you know in, in my most recent attempt at a relationship that those thoughts those memories and not just with um her um the 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 girl i was with that caused me to you know piss myself like a like a drunk 10 year old um <laughs> But all of my exes, just all the things that happened to, to say that those instances in my life, the memories of those uh, instances did not play into my apprehension once I was like, okay, I'm sure. officially in a relationship now. And I started like, I I'm, I'm scared, you know, on some level, I guess. And I don't, I don't. I don't want to hurt somebody else. And I also don't want to be hurt again. Of course. Uh, but I also, I don't want to live uh, as the kind of person that just like has up this wall and never takes a step. But I just don't think, and I, I'm sure at some point I'm, I'm going to be ready to give I'm it sure. a go. I, I just don't think I'm there yet, you know? Because yeah. I, I started, you know, I started feeling like, I guess, um, 
I started having like uh, emotions. Um, and I don't mean that in the sense of like crying or laughing or anything like that, but I started, you know, having like, Oh, that longing. Cause we, we don't live close to each other. You know, um, the person lives in another state and, um, not like so far that I could never see her, but, but far enough that it's, not, it's still long distance. And I started like, oh, I miss them and, and this and that. And that would kind of make me, you know, melancholy or whatever. And, and I just like, I just, I didn't, I wasn't ready. I well, wasn't ready for it. And I think on some level, whether you're bipolar, borderline, you know, whatever that you deal with borderline outside of bipolar. that, whatever, whatever your issue is in that realm mm -hmm. is definitely going to affect you in relationships. Yeah. And the thing is, is you need consistency because your, your moods go up and down so much and your emotional They're range goes up and down. not as extreme as they were. No, but, but they, they still do. Yeah. Since I quit smoking weed, I've, I've balanced out quite a yeah, bit. But, but you still are I very still... up and down depending on the day. And the less consistency you have, the more it's going to throw that out of whack. So you like long distance is hard on a normal person who doesn't deal with those types of things. So it's just gonna, it's just gonna make it more difficult. Right. Um, I, I was looking at, there was a research done at the Bingham university. So this may make you the, um, I guess your last situation, well, your second to last situation is kind of the, um, what is it? Opposite of this? What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, why does an opposite work? <laughs> I <don't know>. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know what word um, you're looking for. The so they were essentially Psychics saying aren't real. <laughs> ESP. Um, they were essentially saying that the reason, um, I, I, basically, like how men and women handle breakups differently, and that women um, tend to have a harder time initially at the breakup, and men have a harder time later on after the breakup, and they say that. Uh, the divide in the sex is entirely logical. Women are evolved to invest far more in a relationship than men, that a man will likely feel the loss deeply and for a very long period of time as it quote unquote sinks in, that he must start competing all over again to replace what oh, he yeah, has dude, lost. Or Fuck. worse still, come to the realization that the loss is irreplaceable. And now I'm older, fatter, and maybe slightly balder. <laughs> it's still an open debate on that, but... Definitely not young and trim like I once was. And so I'm like, oh, and now gotta, you're back in the field. I got to do this again, even though I'm not like actively looking for a relationship. It's still there is that thought as a guy. It's like, God, man, you want a lady. I don't have a motorcycle or a six pack yeah. or a rock star, you know, look. I used to. I used to have one of those things. And maybe that maybe that is female privilege that I'm, I don't know. I'm not so worried about that because first off, I'm OK being single. I take care of myself. I do what I want. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But on some level, it's like I long for a guy. I long for a relationship on some level. It's nice to have that connection. It I is. Mean, it feels good. But to like... I don't feel like I need it. Right, right. So I don't have to have it. And I'm not going to fight hard. It's not that I'm going to fight hard not to keep it. If I find somebody worthy of keeping, of course, I'm going to fight to keep that relationship. But it's one of those like if somebody gives me shit, I'm just like, all right, bye. Like, <laughs> so yeah. I, got, no, I, I got friends i got i don't feel like i need it like i used to feel um with these types of things you know what i mean i still want it yeah. you know but i don't feel like i i need it to 
validate myself or, yeah, or something sure. like that like I used to that is a big thing too some people like it's a status like I'm not a I'm not a worthy person if I'm not in a relationship right. like it's sometimes it's cool to be single I'm not worthy wrong. if I lose my hair <laughs> oh my um, god <laughs> that's a whole that's a whole thing people um I'm gonna I'm gonna like bald I'm, I'm gonna shave a bald spot in the back of your head one of these days and just like be like, there you go. Now I you can't have threaten something you to online because you'll use it, or on a recording because you use it against me. But just know that that would not be that would not bode well for your for your well being. Yeah, I wouldn't just, do such things if I were you. Um, I know I distracted I you. Now you're terrified. You're yeah. like, shit. I'm like, dude, she's gonna. Sh yeah, that's all I can think about now. That's all I can think about. No, I would, I would like to, to find uh, a connection again with somebody someday. Uh, but I don't, you know, I don't, uh, feel like my worth is, is so dependent on it. Like I once did. Oh, I know where I was going with my thought before you, 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 know, you? rip the, the fucking, are you threatening me? The carpet out from under me. Yeah. Threatening to shave my beautiful head. Um, I think it was you that I was talking, what well, was you? And I talked to, um, Jess about this, uh, that, you know, this last attempt that I made at a relationship and whatever attempt gets made next, be it with that same person or with somebody else down the road, I've never been in a relationship and not been a pothead. Yeah. Like, I th pointed that, that out to you. That would be a totally that's a totally new thing for me. That like, was such an aha moment for you too. You were like, you're right. Yeah. I, I hadn't thought about it. Like I obviously, and I've said it in the podcast and I've said it in, in person to You're like a vegan. You just talk about it all the time. I just need to talk about myself nonstop. <laughs> no, I, but I have, I've mentioned it both on here and in, in person that I definitely see and acknowledge and and in a lot of ways was surprised by the positive changes that occurred from me stopping smoking weed but it did not occur to me that every long-term relation i mean i probably you know had some little kitty relationship i started smoking weed when i was 12 so like prior to that like right what what, what is that you know and of course i wasn't like a raging pothead right right out of the gate when i was 12 but it didn't take too long before <laughs> right. I was pretty but established. like 14, I was... <laughs> yeah, it was a regular part of my life. So, yeah, I never... I've never been in a in a committed, serious relationship or tried at it with without having weed be a part of my life. And I and I think everybody who knows me and, and myself, uh, and I know this about myself, or I, I acknowledge this at least, that the maybe not weed just by itself but the amount of weed i was smoking and and how 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 much of a an importance i put on it in my life yeah it was definitely affecting me in a negative way and it was probably exacerbating my anxiety which i certainly have anyways right you know so going in it quote unquote sober is just like a whole new fucking thing for it's me and i don't know how i'm gonna mind. i mean so far at least with what just occurred recently you know i i handled that the way i should have handled it yeah. i was honest and i was like look man i don't i don't want you to to hate me but i, I don't know that i can do this you know and thankfully she was like i totally understand and yeah. i you know appreciate you being honest about it so so maybe that maybe that's a sign and and a positive sign right there that just just that alone shows that 
I'm already acting and thinking about things differently than I would have in years past. So yeah. yay me, I guess. Well, and somebody pat me on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Meg is not going to do it. She just wants to fucking shave my I'll head. I'll shave your head while I'm back complex. there. Um, complex. <laughs> You're the one with the combo. See, I try to, I try to boost your ego. And right, then I'm me, like, you me, know what? Fill, I'm going to fucking dive into this. You're going bald. Let me, let me go on a side, a side track here real quick. <laughs> and just Phil, since we've mentioned this, I've mentioned it enough. So, uh, a week, week and a half, two weeks, something like that. Not, not too long ago. Uh, when I was still, and the daily barrage of messages that yeah, I received. I've harassed the hell out of Megan, uh, <laughs> when I'm out on the road. So in one of those instances, I was sending her, um, audio messages and, and then I sent her a couple videos. And in one of the videos I was talking shit right in my mouth and I made myself laugh. So I'm at Walmart at the time getting some food and some other things. And recording uh, a video, recording a video and pushing my cart. And what I said had me laughing. And so I lean down on the cart, you know, that whole Just put your head down in shame. <laughs> and uh, later on, like she still hadn't responded to me. I thought she was getting some nookie. <laughs> but uh, and uh, so she I checked later. I was like, oh, has she seen that video yet? And then, you know, and you rewatched your video. being a narcissist. I watched my video again. And I, at the part where I bend my head down, I was still holding my phone in front of me so you can see, and I have a cowlick on the back of top of my head and I've always had it. And I was like, oh my God, it looks like I'm going bald. And my hair might've thinned a little bit over the years there, but it's not probably a bald spot. You're not you know? shiny. It's just, it's where my hair naturally grows in opposite yeah. directions right there. So it's just separated. But anyways, at the time, I'm just freaking out about it. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, I and wish I'd I'd never obsessed. done that, you know, and and for days, actually weeks, because I'm still I'm still going on about it. <laughs> but I told I sent Megan a message. I was like, you know, I see that video to run my mouth, but now I see this ball spot on the back of my head. So all that all that video did in the end was just make me sad. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I um, I was looking at it today because I just got my hair cut and they missed a spot in the back. So I was over at my parents and I was like, mom, can you just take the scissors and like just snip this little piece of hair in the back uh, where they missed it? And she's like, yeah. And then she, she did it. She did, she did fine with it. And she goes, well, here, you want to check it out? And she gave me like a handheld hand mirror, mirror and I'm standing in front of the mirror in the bathroom. So I was able to see the back of my head and I was like, huh? And I just put the mirror up and looked at it and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm actually not going bald. That is just the way my hair parts right there. And I've always had that. Mm -hmm. And I just, I do, if you don't know me, I have, I don't have thick hair. Like I don't have like thinning sickly hair, but I, my hair is thin, yeah. you know, thin, fine hair. And uh, so, yeah, I've probably been freaking out for nothing for a couple of weeks now. And, and you you're know. still not going to shut the fuck up about it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. I'm just going to get you like, I want, see, I'm just going to start ordering you all things bald. Like, that's going to be the new gimmick. You should have been the one to break I'm up with buy me. You if game. you can't handle my fucking insecurities, <laughs> Megan. <laughs> Fuck. See, that, I, there, there's you're a thing. You're glutton for punishment. I'm really, I'm really nice about the insecurities up to a point. And then I'm like, all right, now you're right. <laughs> and then they're like, wait, what? <laughs> they're like, no, you're right. You've been talking you about this bitch. whole time. You know what? You've brightened my eyes. You've opened my eyes to something I haven't seen before. I cannot unsee how bald you are now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, oh my God. God. The pain. I need to uh, be more secure. I, I still have work to do. That's, Everyone always that has goes, work to do. Well, then I'm always going to be single. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's just the way it is. No, no. What other fun facts did you find over there about breakups? I was just looking at different statistics. The wonderful world of heartbreak. I know, I know, right? They're just talking about how, like, you know, the digital age does make it a lot harder for people to get over people. Oh, yeah. Um, 59% of people remain Facebook friends with an ex after they've broken up and 48%, um, including 42% of married folks say that they look at their ex's Facebook page or other social networking profile too often. So likewise, almost three quarters of people have looked up an ex on the internet. So... It's it is really easy and and I kind I just of understand. I looked up one of my exes uh, last night because I was with some friends who used to work at a place she frequented, this club. Oh yeah. And they were like, "Oh, I might know her." And so I was like, "Oh, there she is." <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, she looks familiar." And I'm like, yeah, "Right on." There you go. Right. So it wasn't like looking her up, like, "Oh, what's she doing in right. her life now?" Right. It- Fuck. <laughs> she's doing right now well i kind of understand your mentality whenever you've had the mentality of like i'm erasing out of my phone i don't want to see your face i don't want to like because that is kind of how you rip off the band-aid and you start healing the wound because if you keep picking at it and you keep looking at the pictures and you keep remembering all the memories it makes it harder and to my credit i'm fairly good at it like when i'm like i'm done with you you better believe I'm done with you. Like, I'm not going to be like scrolling through your Facebook or calling you up and you'll be like, hello. And just nothing on the other end. And I go click now. That ain't me. So I I shouldn't make like a bunch of public posts that I'm so like passively aggressively talking trash about like, (laughs) be like, he's going to see it and he's going to know that this is meant for him. (laughs) I'll be like block. See you next week when we record. Or I guess it'll be three weeks after I leave. Yeah, it's again. gonna be a little while. <sighs> yeah, it does say most people are hung up on their exes. This is um this was a survey they did of a thousand people. And I was thinking about it, I was like, a thousand people located where? Because are you talking about like a liberal area? Are you talking about a conservative area? Are you talking about like, you know, like what demographics are these thousand people in? But you know, whatever. I would hope at least with any good survey, they, they try to You'd hope. get as diverse a response as possible, but um, it's hard to tell. Yeah. But it says 71% of people say they think about their ex too much narrowed to singles. The figure goes up to 81%. So more than half of singletons say thinking about their ex prevents them from finding new love. And, and I, I can definitely see that. Like, it does make it a little more difficult, especially whenever you hold on to those like maybe one day feelings. Right. To maybe if I just wait, Hoping maybe if hope. I'm just there, that unrequited love, you know. But it's it, it's a singles and married thing because I think, and we talked about this in the marriage and relationships. I think there's a lot of people who are married and not happy in them. They're not fulfilled. They oh, just yeah. they got in it because they wanted to be in a relationship, but they didn't actually get a relationship that they wanted to be in. Long. I imagine there's far too many of those. Truthfully, where they just you know they settle and and it is the way that it is, and they're just happy to have somebody to come home to. They don't. You know, I don't know. And maybe that's my other thing, too. Maybe that's why I've never really been super needy for a relationship because, like, I am fulfilled in all those ways that if somebody's going to come in my life and if they're going to be somebody that I prioritize, they got to be worth it. Like, it's not that humans aren't worth it. It's just like you have to add something to my life that I don't already have. And I have everything I really need. 
You are so fucking privileged. Aren't you? <laughs> I'm so privileged with my amazing personality. Like, that's what like, it is. You better, you better come with magic tricks because <laughs> I don't need anything that's in this natural world already. Give I me have a sugar daddy. I need that money, boy. Like, <laughs> give me them dollar dollar bills, y'all. See, man, it's so much easier, I think, for a woman to find a sugar daddy than it is for a guy to find a sugar mama. Or if I did find a sugar mama, it'd be somebody that, that she'd be like, oh, do this for me. And I'd be like, eh, I don't want to. <laughs> No, like no. Can you rub my feet? No, I don't think I can. Can you paint my toes? <laughs> Get that bunion <laughs> off my heel. Like, uh, go to a... My varicose veins is hurting called? today. What, what's a foot a, doctor? A podiatrist. A podiatrist, yeah. I'm like, you need to see a podiatrist. <laughs> oh, my God. My varicose veins are, uh, are, are flaring up again, but yeah. So breakups are... Do we have to break up? Can, no. can our fake relationship continue going? We can stay together forever. Oh, yay. We'll just stay married and never have sex. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like every other marriage, Stuart. Right. We'll just be normal American people then. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be normal for once. We're keeping the standard. <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, I, you know, I look forward to hearing other people's opinions on, well, not opinions, but just like your breakup stories. Like, I think it's something everyone goes yeah, through. Dig up your feelings <laughs> that make you feel like shit and tell us about them it's it's one of those like sometimes you have good stories sometimes you have crazy stories like I've, I've got a couple other ones but we'll we'll save it for another time but tell me what crushes your soul <laughs> look at me boy look at your father <laughs> anyways um but yeah I, I think everyone has stories and some of them are are crazy some of them are funny some of them are obscure oh before we do go yeah tis better to have loved and lost than not loved at all never to yes have loved no. at all um I agree do you? I absolutely agree. I I'm think, not sure how I feel about it. I, I guess. I think it, love is such a beautiful and deep feeling that it's better to have experienced that at some point in life in order to know what you're looking for and to have those memories. See, I'm torn on it. I, I think I lean the other way because I feel like if you've never experienced it, then you don't know the difference, right? You don't know what you're it's missing. It's just like, do you think Isaac Newton is like, oh, I wish I had a fucking Samsung Galaxy S9 <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? You had no idea. On a space phone. Yeah, a space <laughs> phone. <laughs> tell us, uh, tell us your opinions on that. Is it better to have loved and lost than not loved at all? What do you think? Let us know. I agree. We are never, ever, ever getting back together because we're breaking up. But now we, I, I think we are getting back together. <laughs> we just talked about breaking up, and um, I don't, I don't want to break up with you. I want to keep the podcast going. So can we make up? I guess we can. Even though I just told you that we're never getting back together. It's okay. Your <laughs> conflicting signals will never push me away, Megan. <laughs> oh, don't, don't send us conflicting signals though. Send us nothing but love and. You know what? Conflict. Conflict signals. Send us whatever you want. Send us conflict as well. We can take it. <laughs> we just want to send a reminder that, uh, you know, always send, always reach out to us. We like hearing from people. So you can we send us. We need the intention, attention. We do need the attention. Uh, so send us an email, another smartass perspective at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, all of those things. You can find us. Um, and if you have any you know, questions about how to reach those links, you can just go to our website directly, anothersmartassperspective.captivate.fm and find all of the links to all of the medias there. As always, we thank you for tuning in and we appreciate all of your support. Later. Peace. <laughs>